It is the Chicago First Unlimited podcast, featuring the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Jaime Black. I host this podcast at ChicagoFirstUnlimited.com. This week, an interview produced in part with JBTV, featuring Mike Russell, Cody Nixon, Nicholas and Durrell, Matt Lemke, and Clint Weber of Sons, recorded at the band's appearance on the Chicago Music Program. Here's how that sounds. I'm a black here for JBTV, and I'm here with Sons out of Chicago. Let's go down, have everyone introduce themselves. I'm Mike. I play guitar and sing. I'm Matt, and I wrangle everybody together. Uh, I'm Cody. I play bass. I'm Nick. I play guitar and viola. I'm Clint. I play drums. Hey, here we are. Welcome to another brand new edition of JBTV from the heart of the Windy City, downtown Chicago. I'm Jerry Bryant. We have the finest modern rock and roll. And from Chicago, it's the Suns. How you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, now this is your second appearance on JBTV. Yeah. So this is real exciting. So, yeah, it's awesome. Now, the first time you came here, you had all, you have all new material now, right? Yeah, whole new record. Yeah. We're playing all new material tonight. So when did you record all this? Uh, over the last year. In our house and in Michigan and in, uh, on, uh, like, just on the border of Iowa, everywhere. Mm -hmm. So so you're working on some uh, videos and stuff now? Yeah, we just shot a video uh, for a song that we're playing tonight called Field Poison, and we're doing another video in early April. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, actually, Aaron from uh, Maps Analysis is directing it. Well, it's amazing. All the great Chicago talent we have, isn't there? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Now, I have an awesome Chicago talent right here at JBTV, and he, ha he does this Dynasty podcast is that correct to Haima yeah so well well come on in now yes. you you specifically wanted them on the show again and I'm going this is so exciting because we had such a good time with them the first time and good response and everything and yeah. here it is once again the second time on JBTV here he is Haima Black uh, gonna ask the in-depth questions I'm gonna try yeah okay. absolutely <laughs> um, absolutely man sons great to catch up with you guys welcome back to JBTV welcome back to Dynasty podcast very glad to talk with everyone here today Wanted to talk to you about this brilliant new record you have that I genuinely love. It's called When We Were Us. Let's kind of like tell the story of that album. If that's cool with you guys, right? Uh, well, it, you know, it started progressing um, like a year and a half ago. And we just worked really hard on writing all the songs for a long time and just knew that, you know, you only get a first record one time, you know, and we just really, really broke our backs trying to make it the best record we could and I think we did that. Well, let's kind of dig into the beginning of this record, because I remember, like, the end of 2011, you guys were doing a Kickstarter for this album, correct? Is that, do you guys want to talk about, like, like how did that experience go? Was it your first Kickstarter? Like, what did you learn? Let's talk about that. Uh, it was, yeah. yeah. It was, like, a relatively new idea, I think, for all of us. Like, none of us really heard about it. And then, so we did it, and then it turned out to be, like, exceed our expectations quite a bit. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what did you like learn from, you know, you know, it's a crowdsourcing platform and you guys are like offering rewards for people who, you know, help you fund the record and, and you you exceeded your funding. I think you yeah. surpassed it by like $6,000. And by the way, when I saw that it was like a $5,000 goal, I thought that's not unreasonable. I see some of these bands, you know, they ask yeah. for like $100,000 or something like that, but yeah. $5,000 is not that much, right? Not too bad. Yeah, I mean, we had to, we had to like, when we were budgeting, we were anticipating pulling strings to make it work but we didn't ask want to ask for too much we wanted to you know just make sure that we could do it at a comfortably you know and not 
you know, getting some crazy engineer to do it or something. Right. And uh, looking for like flood, recording yeah. it like at like Abbey Road or something. Yeah, like you know, we were we were really reasonable about it, and uh, the guy that that did it ended up moving his entire studio into our house. Yeah, and that's crazy. You were recording out of your house. Is that here in Chicago then? Like what? Like what? I'm not asking for your address on the air, but like what neighborhood were you guys in? Uh, we we're in Logan Square. Logan like Square. Logan Square yeah. All right. So you're making the record, and I think that you guys sent me a copy of this album as far back as like spring of last year. So yeah. it sounds like it was kind of a quick turnaround. Is that the case from when you got the funding to when it was finished? Uh, we, I mean, we have a, like, the recording was pretty quick, like, we got the recording end of it, like, out of the way, but, like, pressing the record, I mean, you, if you talk to the vinyl people, if you want to tell them about that, I, getting it pressed was the part that, like, it took a very long time to get our records. Yeah, and that's what I was going to ask, is, like, if I received a copy in the spring, and then it didn't come out until the winter, I was like, what's that, yeah, I got, like, a digital stream, I was like, what is that kind of, like, question mark period, so, like, do you guys want to fill in what happened? There was, you know, there was a lot of, a buffer zone where we, we didn't know if a label was going to put it out, and we were, you know, we were showcasing for people, and, uh, you know, things like that and we didn't want to weigh it around but we didn't want to necessarily release it on our own if we didn't have to and and then there was the whole Beatles. pressing pressing nightmare the Beatles still affect bands today yeah. because they re-released all the, the new stereo mixes on vinyl this past summer so it like stopped all uh Pressing, yeah. pressing of vinyls because there's like four manufacturers so everyone was backed up because they had this giant Beatles order to print. Are so, you serious? Yeah. Bands like Grizzly Bear almost didn't put their record out on time because of that so like we waited I think what four or five months yeah. something like that just to get 200 records or something. So the reason that this record didn't come out earlier is because of the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I would have never guessed that. You know, one of the things I thought was really interesting with the Kickstarter was one of the top rewards was that you guys would, if somebody donated $1,000 or more, you'd perform the album in its entirety at someone's house or like wherever they chose. Did that end up happening? Uh, the guy that did donate at that level he had, we've we've offered it to him yeah he's a pretty reclusive gentleman and uh he basically was just said no that he wanted <laughs> us to just have it and like you know that great was great so now we tried to pay some sort of homage and put his name like the entire record's dedicated to him because like the day i think before it ended we were some money no, short we were, we were pretty far before it but <coughs> like, he, he yeah. still he gave us a huge boost he, he's I mean, just an awesome dude yeah so his name's on the record now so well, that's pretty awesome man um something else i wanted to ask about is when you guys first came on the scene a couple of years ago as sons you know and everybody has a lot of history in other chicago bands but when sons came out you guys dropped two eps two dual eps at the same time uh, kind of like a double record how different was that experience doing two separate releases at the same time versus making a cohesive full length, you know, record? Uh, it wasn't, I mean, it was different in the way that we released it because, um, there was like press wise with, with the EPs, there was kind of a, like a stigma against the fact that we did that. Like only, only with certain reviewers, like certain reviewers thought it was this great idea and understood that, you know, there were different batches of songs. And then other ones were like, why would you do this? Just do a record. So, I mean, that's really the only difference is we haven't had any 
like comments like that but mainly we put because of the way that we packaged the eps physically i mean it was no different we pressed one release and just put both of them on there and digitally had them you know separate um separate artwork and separate recording spaces separate engineers everything but i guess that was a big change we just work with one person now the production's more uh continuous through the full length Something that I don't think everybody knows about Suns that is one of my favorite things about you guys is you have this awesome touring vehicle. Or at least you have uh, in years past. You know, I don't know if you still have it. But like, oh, yeah. tell people about how you guys get around for your touring. Uh, uh, we have to duct tape and zip tie a 95 <laughs> international school bus to drive around. And, and you're not kidding. You guys drive around a school bus. Yeah, for real. we drive yeah. a school bus. And it's been... It's it's been good, but lately we've been nursing at home a couple times. But it's okay. It's now it's like brand new, so you know we're ready to do it again. And we got bunk beds. We got everything you could ever dice want in there. We play dice in there at night legally. I mean, it literally seems like <laughs> legally. It literally seems like it's something like you would talk about in third grade on the way to school on the bus with your friend and be like, dude, how awesome would it be if we had a school bus when we grew up? But you guys actually, yeah. we did, and now here we are. Yeah. Grown men with a bus. Does it get a little funky after you guys have been touring in there for a while when you got like five dudes in this like small space? Or oh yeah, it smells smells like Home Depot in there. <laughs> no, it's mustard potato salad. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, a lot of incense in and outside of that bus. So anyone else walking in there wouldn't really say that it smells too terrible. And Home Depot, for the record, doesn't smell too bad. I think everybody in the room would say that. Yeah. Oh, I know where I'm at. Um, well, what else is on deck for you guys now that the record is finally out and you guys can, you know, go out in support of it? What, what's on deck for 2013 for Suns? Well, we're going to South by Southwest, and then uh, we come back and shoot that video, and then we're trying to get uh, first to three on a, a bigger tour that's, like, in the works right now. I'm not sure if it's going to happen. But um, then after that, you know, probably go out again, just keep touring, play shows, play as many shows as we can. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not saying this. Literally, like, it's one of my favorite records of the last year. I, I love it. I think you guys have outdone yourselves. And I am so excited to have you here at JBTV and to have you back on Dynasty Podcast. Sons, thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. This has been the Chicago Verse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Sons for being on the show this week. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. And for more from JBTV, check out JBTVOnline.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Jaime Black, Dynasty Descent. Oh, you guys are excited today. <laughs> so how did the interview go? Did you get some good questions in? Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked to them about their bus, the record, and all sorts of good stuff that they've got going on. Their Kickstarter campaign they used to fund the record. So, mm-hmm. yeah, glad we got Isn't it amazing on. how the new techniques, you got to use Kickstarter to fund yeah. things nowadays. Yeah, record label. Yeah. You know? and how cool is it that you got fans that are willing to invest in you early right. on? Now, what are they going to get for the rest of their lives, seeing that they have a vested interest in the songs? They they can know that they helped us put out records. <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> that's pretty cool. You know, that's pretty cool. Cool. Well, I think this is going to be an exciting show. It is, absolutely, yeah. man. These guys sound great. We heard them sound checking. Can't wait to see the live set. Yeah. Well, they're coming up next. Time of Black's in the studio. And I'm here, too. We have a full edition of JBTV with the best music. Are you tough enough for JBTV? Well, stay tuned. We're going to find out right after the break on JBTV.